So Yads, I've got a question for you. What is it? How many dermal therapists does it take to ruin a podcast? The answer is one, me. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry for ruining the um, our recording, not just once, but twice. So apologies for all the additional work that I've had to make us do. That's okay. I did have my husband asking me though, like, who is James and why is he calling you so much? Why is he your most recent phone call? You could potentially have been ruining my marriage. You got me in your favourites yet? You are literally the only person that's been calling me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, Noel. All right, Yads. Episode two, what are we talking about? So today we want to talk to you about the wonderful and scary world of buying skincare online. Um, the world's changing. <laughs> Everyone is shopping online. I have a love-hate relationship with online shopping, but probably more of a love relationship at the moment. Mm-hmm. Everything is closed. Clinics are closed. Like the park is closed. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> Life is closed. Life is closed. This is it. This is this room is what all I have at the moment. So you need that hit of serotonin, I think. And beauty is such a fun way to do that. You know, it's so accessible. But with skincare, it can be detrimental to some people. So you have to figure out if the skincare is right for you um, before you buy online. And that's what we're here to talk to you about today. But I have to say that I do love the convenience of online shopping. I'm not going to lie. I do buy a lot of things, especially um, in lockdown, but it's just easy, you know. And there's also that element of surprise when you forget what you've bought and something magically appears at your door. Like it's just fun. I guess there's a dark side to shopping online as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, like it, I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. You know, it's so heartbreaking when a client comes in and they're either seeing you for the first time or, you know, they might have gone a, a little um, click happy online and they're coming to you with a whole host of skincare that um, is not necessarily a bad quality. Um, they've spent money on it, but unfortunately there's just a disconnect between what they've bought and actually what their skin needed. And, you know, it either did nothing or as, uh, we know sometimes can occur, it's actually made the skin worse. So it's it, it hasn't served its purpose. I do want to sort of mention as well, though, when it comes to online shopping, that I think that there's two sorts of main reasons why people go online. Like you mentioned before, the serotonin hit. A lot of people are going online to just buy themselves something nice, buy themselves something that smells divine, something that smells uh, feels beautiful on the skin, something in gorgeous packaging. And for them, it's not necessarily about finding a product that is targeting any concern beyond beyond a sensory experience. But then, of course, we know, Yads, that people are going online to buy skincare to actually assist them with concerns that they have with their skin. So today, Yads, we really want to talk to those people and we want to give them some tips and tricks in terms of when it comes to buying online, how to make that a really, really successful experience for not only them, but of course, their skin. Definitely. I I guess with when you're buying, you know, makeup online, it's different to when you're buying skincare to actually treat your concerns. So I always tell people, I tell my clients, everyone, you know, if you are going to buy a skincare product online, ask yourself, does this product treat my concerns? A client's concern is our guiding light as a dermal therapist. It's our primary focus, not only for treatments, but when choosing skincare too. So another thing I guess to be wary of is making things confusing for yourself by buying too many products. I'm talking to myself here too. But, you know, sometimes we forget what we already own and just buy for the sake of buying. I guess before you buy anything, you could ask yourself, do you really need to buy it? Do you really need four different exfoliants? 
But in saying that, I do know there are people out there that know what they're doing and they know that they can have four different exfoliants. It's okay. They know how, when they need certain ones and how to use them. However, there are people that are confused and don't know where to start. And so for those people, I always recommend keeping things simple. You don't need to buy 10 different products and start it on a 10-step skincare routine. As a base, I will always recommend simplifying your routine. In the morning, all you need is a cleanser, um, an antioxidant serum if you like, a moisturizer, um, and of course, an SPF. And then at nighttime, a cleanser. I love vitamin A. I love a retinol if your skin type can tolerate it. And a moisturizer. You can double cleanse with one cleanser. It's totally fine. An oil or a balm is nice to have to remove your SPF and your makeup, but you can just cleanse with one cleanser. I think most importantly, it's the SPF step that is the most important for me. If you can't get that SPF step right, don't bother with your actives. There's no point. Yeah, you make a really good point there. You know, I think what happens, and I mean, I've been guilty of it uh, when we, not just with online skincare purchasing, but you buy too much at the one time. And so when it comes to skincare, people go online and they go from having no routine to a routine of eight products. If you're lucky, those eight products are going to go come to your house and they are going to work beautifully. But what can happen often is that there's one or two products in there that actually your skin's not ready for, or you've gone um, and invested in a, a, a range that's really powerful and your skin's just not there yet. You know, you need to build up. You know, it's kind of like going to the gym. You know, you don't just go straight for the 150 kilos. You've got to work your way up there. So what happens is people get this these eight products home they have a reaction and they think, okay, none of these products work for me. They go into the bottom drawer and they're exactly where they were before they bought those products. So when that happens, just like you said, Yads, start slow, but also if you are in that position where you've gone and bought a whole lot of products and it seems like they're not working, you need to strip it back to the basics like like Yad says, just pull out the cleanser moisturize a sunscreen component of it. Are they all working well? Add in one of the serums, add in the next serum, add in the exfoliant. You'll either find that there is something in there that doesn't work for you, or you'll find that you just went too hard too fast. Definitely. And you can still get results with a really simple skincare routine. Like it's keeping your skin health in check. You don't need to go overly crazy. And I guess when people are shopping online, you can look at brands and websites that have specific features on their site that you can navigate and use to educate yourself. There are blogs. You can shop via tabs that address your concerns. If someone pops up for a live chat, just start chatting to them. Brands will even respond to you if you talk to them on Instagram, send them a DM, comment on one of their photos. I see that all the time. They're there to help and there are ways to make online shopping a little easier for yourself. So if people are finding it confusing, then, you know, sort of that enter the dermal therapist really, you know, and whilst clinics are closed, obviously face-to-face isn't available, but when they are face-to-face, it's where it all begins. Online consultations are really the next best thing where you can meet with your dermal therapist either via FaceTime. How we do it is we get people to send in clear images of their skin and skincare. We can really zone in on their particular, zoom in on their particular concerns, I should say. And we have a chat with them. We ask all the same questions that we would in clinic to try to ascertain exactly what what's going on with their skin and where they want to take it. And then from there, like we would do in the clinic, we will suggest a product plan. And like we said in the first um, episode, Yads, you know, that's just not where our care begins and ends, you know, we'll ensure that we are 
staying in touch with that client to ensure that the products are working because we know that ideally a product is selected for the right skin, but you never know what actually is going to happen once that product goes home with a client. Um, are they using it properly? Was their skin ready for it to begin with? Were they completely upfront and honest about the strength of retinol that they were, that they were using? Um, there's so many variables that can make um, the introduction of a new product or products successful or unsuccessful. But at the end of the day, what a dermal therapist can help you do, whether or not you're having a consultation or you're just reaching out via social media, for example, is to help you really get a better understanding of what is going on with your skin so that you can then go out into the wonderful world of online shopping and ideally find the right products for you. And as you said, that should be your guiding light. What's What does my skin need? I'm going to go and buy accordingly. Not mm-hmm. what is this person out there saying I should use or what's my girlfriend using? You know, there's so many uh, distractions out there, I think, too, when it comes to online skincare shopping. Yads, I know that you love dissecting an influencer posting about a skincare product online. It's one of your favourite pastimes. Influencers, celebrities, they're all the same thing. Honestly, watching an influencer's skincare routine or watching a celebrity skincare routine, it's one of my favourite things. It's like a sport. Some people play soccer. I watch celebrity skincare routines. It could be worse, actually. Um, But we do need to remember that an influencer is a business. An influencer is a business like us, but an influencer, unlike us, has a goal to mass sell. So brands have ways to measure these sales from influencers. They have analytics to see how well a product has performed on their feed. So when they're talking about a product, they're not specifically recommending it for one person. They were recommending it as a blanket statement for a thousand people. Yeah, I completely agree. Like sometimes it's watching, like watching a bit of a car crash. It is a car crash. I don't look. Can I just say? There's so many, I feel like while it is like they're selling products, at the same time, like they're there to get the hits and the views as well. Like if if a celebrity says that they use like a product that everyone knows is is not that great for the skin, I don't need to to get into specifics. They're going to get the hits on the website too. So it's it's, it's a marketing ploy. Yeah, it's not by accident that they're out there promoting the product. But I do want to sort of say as well that dermal therapists are also running a business too. So, um, however, I do think that our intention behind, or even not just dermal therapists, but online skincare retailers, the intention is very different. We know about the skin. We know what the skin needs. And we select our products accordingly so that regardless of who's coming to us or regardless of who's out there looking for online skincare is that ideally everyone has their, their bases covered so that you once you know what you're looking for, you can find a solution to your skin's needs, not what someone is saying is working on their skin. Because quite often these influencers, although they're obviously very, very good at their job, you know, they've been chosen to promote a product because they're, you know, incredible um, in their own right, they don't necessarily know not even much about their own skin, but they certainly don't know about skin generally. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think people need to be a little bit mindful. Totally. And I think like when they're buying off an influencer, again, going back to that question, does that person have the same concerns as you? Mm. We try to empower people to get a better understanding of their skin. Going back to that dark side of when people buy products online, 
that don't work for them and you see the ramifications in the treatment room and you see what not using the correct skincare, how it's just making things worse, you know, like and, and you see the same products that, oh, I saw this on Instagram, I saw this pop up on Instagram and I've just been using it for two weeks. And I just feel like being a little more mindful and knowing the products that are best suited to your skin type is going to kind of minimise that happening in the first place. Just just on that as well, you know, I think that, you know, it's called a skincare routine for a reason and it can be, you know, harder enough to stick to a routine to the products that ideally you know work well for you. When you start throwing in all these other things that um, you think that your skin needs, it's when quite often you lose motivation with your skincare routine because it is becoming a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. What am I using today? What did I use yesterday? And what is actually my skin doing? So, you know, like skincare, cosmeceutical skincare is just getting better and better every day. It's able to achieve and the results we're looking for and to change and to alter the skin at a cellular level. Less can be more. Mm-hmm. It really can, and quite often it's when people are doing too much to their skin or maybe just being over-invested in their skin that it can be too much. And so it's really good for – and quite often – so I'm blabbering a bit, but quite often you have to go to that place to actually realise that, okay, too much of a good thing is too much. And I think that in the conversations I have with people when they have experienced a retinoic reaction on their skin or created some perioral dermatitis by thinking that, oh, if this exfoliant is great to be used twice a week, what if I use it seven days a week? Mm -hmm. They know that too much is bad and then quite often we can um, sort of move on in a much more safer, more realistic manner with a skincare routine. So, Yads, let's offer some advice for the thousands of people who are listening, who are self-navigating the online world of um, skincare shopping, but don't seem like anything is actually working. If you're still confused, if you've bought all the things and nothing is working, this is when I think you should start talking to a dermal therapist um, or when you need to book in a consultation with a dermal therapist. Again, we're talking about the consultation because it's very important and people might think that it's expensive, but, you know, you can get complimentary consultations. You can get consultations that are redeemable on products within some clinics. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it's going to save you money in the long run. Think about if you just calculate all the failed products. Totally. Um, you know, you might have been using a vitamin C product that isn't really that great, but as soon as you try a clinical product, boom, you start to see the results. So that's what we're here for. We're here to provide that guidance. We're here to provide that education. Uh, we can even teach you how to save money in your skincare routine. Definitely. And look, just on that too, like there is a science. Dermal therapists have an understanding of not just the skin but of cosmetic chemistry and how everything interacts with one another. And, you know, I remember saying to a client once when she came in and she was talking to me about the products that she'd purchased, I said, you're a very, very good um, real estate agent, but you are not a very good dermal therapist because that's not her area of expertise. I'm like, just leave it to us. We will. We actually are better positioned to create those recommendations. And we put our money where our mouth is too. You know, if a client buys some skincare or a product and reacts to it, they bring it back to us. Mm-hmm. And ideally we help them find something that does where they don't react with. But if they don't, then we'll give them their money back because there is also at the same time, whilst there is a science to it, it certainly isn't one that you can rely on 
on working each and every time because everyone's skin is so very, very different. It can be a lot of trial and error. And when you're online skincare shopping, doing trial and error, it can take a really long time for you to find your perfect routine. And then what we always have to remember is just when you find your perfect routine, your skin's going to change. Change in season. You get sick, you travel overseas or once when we could travel overseas. There's so many variables why your skin changes. And you also have to remember that you've got to change your skincare with that too. So there's a curveball. (laughs) We can also pop your skincare products into a routine as well. Love doing that. People have often come to us, they've spent good money and the, and the products are good for their skin. So we're not going to say stop using that. We're going to say absolutely use this in conjunction with a few other things that you haven't yet considered or that your skin needs. And then, boom, there's a routine for someone. It's, yeah. not, it's not all doom and gloom. No. Um, what about expiration dates? Like that's definitely something that I think people that are online skincare shopping need to be quite mindful of definitely you can't forget about expiration dates you know how products have a little jar featuring uh, like an open lid symbol Um, and they say six to 12 months and that usually means that a product has a six to 12 month shelf life from the date that you open it Um, active ingredients Mm -hmm. expire it can say any number yeah it can say any number SPF especially it expires you need to be mindful that you're not using an SPF that is off a lot of them have expiration dates on the side everything has an expiration date don't hold on to products for special occasions. Yeah, I love it when, it, when you're, you're like, um, so surely that vitamin C has run out by now. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I love it so much. I only use it once a week. No. It's like, no. Use it. That's not working. Mm-hmm. You're not giving it the ability to actually perform its function. But I'm glad you love it <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, so what else do people buy online? Like oh, we can't not talk about skincare tools. I feel like they're having a moment. Yeah, we must. Although I'm somewhat mortified by this category. And I mean, it's not to say that people shouldn't be relying on these tools, particularly during this time when when clinics are closed. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've seen some things that sort of look like like 17th century medieval tools. And I remember I sent um, a DM Joe one day with some of these and she's like, oh my God, I was just waiting for you to reach out. Like they're, they're not even things that I would use in my own clinic. So that's a bit extreme, but you know, there are definitely some things that people can rely on and some things that I'm not necessarily opposed to, like, um, you know, a gua sha and a jade roller, they're going to offer some sort of temporary facial sculpting and, you know, move a little bit of lymph from certain areas of the face. What do you think of a derma roller ads? I've actually never really been a big fan of at home tools. But that was before the world changed. <laughs> so mm. I think at-home tools, under guidance, or, you know, if you know what you're doing or you've researched it enough, potentially okay. But still, I think a lot of people may not necessarily know how they work. So doing your research and really knowing the ingredient, like if you're going to be using a derma roller, make sure that you've got one that isn't going to cause you more damage. Um, you're using the right you ingredients don't want to, with it. You don't it. want to get down to blood. No, no blood. no blood. And you don't want to be leaving it dirty in between uses. Like I, I, that makes me cringe. Like when I think about people not cleaning the derma roller because we have such strict hygiene practices in clinic, it, it still irks me a little bit. But if you are going to use them, just read up on the safety measures associated to them. And if you don't feel confident using them, don't buy them. Don't use them. Just keep things simple. Um, at-home LED I think is also really popular. It's something that I, I always get asked about a lot. Again, it, it's not the same as coming in for a clinical LED, but if you are wanting to buy 
an at-home LED device. You, look at, you know, look at brands that have really great reputations, LightSim, Omnilux, and know that you need to be using these products consistently to get the best results. Perhaps not so a derma roller, like don't use that consistently. But if you are going to be an at, buying an at-home LED device, um, you do need to be using it, you know, potentially every day. Yeah, I think I've been getting sort of more DMs about at-home LED devices than anything, you know, particularly that Omnilux one, you know, it comes in at nearly $800. I'm like, look, if you've got the money, buy it. It's certainly not going to be doing you any damage. How effective it may be, well, that's as you said, yeah, it's going to depend on how regularly you use it. I mean, historically, when we sold some at-home LED devices, we uh, just found that, you know, our clients were extremely motivated in the very beginning. And then I'd be like, how's that LED device going? And they'd be like, oh, I never, ever use it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that is when, as you said, our our doors are open and people have um, access to us performing those uh, treatments for them. Sometimes even if I'm in clinic, I love clinical LED and I have to get motivated to, to do it in clinic. I'm like, oh, I really want one, but I just can't be bothered laying down for 15 minutes. Oh my God, I'm, the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm going to have an LED today and I don't. And a really good point to raise is that if anyone's thinking that an at-home facial tool is for them, make sure yes. that you've got your skincare routine perfect first. You know, these are the cherries on the top. I know sort of amongst dermal therapist yads, uh, we can be a bit more opposed to the at-home facial tools uh, because we can be a little bit worried that they're going to do some damage to the skin, that clients are going to be at home using them uh, like beyond uh, how they're recommended to be used. They're going to be more aggressive. They're going to use it more regularly. They're going to pair them with some active ingredients that maybe um, is going to just push the skin a little bit too far. But I do like to take a bit of solace in hoping that the people that are actually creating these products have created them for, you know, people that really have no bloody idea with what they're doing. So I hope that really when people do take them home that they are being, that they can be used safely, even if someone is pushing it a little bit too far. I think that another challenge when it comes to the wonderful world of online skincare shopping is the way that marketing is quite often presented and quite often shoved down our throats. Like one of the phrases that uh, drives me a little bit up the wall is chemical free. Totally. I hate that. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, At the end of the day, everything is a chemical. Water is a chemical. Air is a chemical. Everything is a chemical. Absolutely. Um, Of course, it shouldn't be about what isn't in a product. It should be more about what an ingredient can do for the skin. Another one that I, I'm not really a fan of is clean beauty. No, clean beauty is making people a little bit frightened as well of beauty products. Again, it's not a regulated term, and I think that's what people need to be aware of. And with products that are generally clean or, or marketed as clean or marketed as natural, a lot of them have a shorter shelf life as well. Um, and that's where I see issues in clinic where people have, you know, told me that they're using a, this green moisturiser that they love, but it expires, you know, in three months and they're wondering why they're getting irritated skin. Some products that are marketed as clean also can contain ingredients that can be irritating to some skin types, like essential oils is a big one um, and a big issue that totally. I, that always pops up mm-hmm. in clinic. Marketing and the fear-mongering that is in our industry is a, 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 big, a bit of a concern, I think. Sometimes products are marketed as safe enough to eat and that also gets no. to me. Yeah, safe enough to eat. So you, you think like, okay, well, if we if that's potentially 
edible. Like it should be fine to put on my skin. But like that also irks me because the ingredients that we have in our kitchen aren't necessarily safe for our face. It's confusing. Totally. And that's sort of quite often where people are talking about X ingredient is bad because when it's used in a much higher concentration outside of the scope of skincare, it can be harmful. But it's being used in a concentration that's teeny tiny to reinforce the quality of everything else that's in there. So... As you said, you know, there's so much fear-mongering that's going on in our industry at the moment. And what I'm really enjoying is that there's certain people online that are actually pushing back on that and that are making us realise that we don't need to be so frightened of everything. And just a little bit of a positive comment on the whole clean beauty um, bandwagon is I think that I do quite like it because there are a lot of people that try to lead very, very clean lives. And I think that it's really, really good that for those people, they do know that there is skincare out there for them, that not everything is scary and the devil. Yeah. So, Yads, all this talks made me want to get online and do a little bit of shopping. I don't know about you. I already have, James. I already have. I've got products <laughs> on their way. Were you actually buying some things whilst we were recording this podcast? We, we can shop online and do this podcast at the same time. I'm very into that. That is so true. I don't know why I th- didn't think we could. Um, Yads, what's happening next week on Dermal Diaries? So skincare is only one piece of the dermal therapy puzzle. Next week, we're going to be chatting about our favorite and most popular clinical treatments, uh, laser genesis, which is a personal favorite of mine, needling, um, and chemical peels as well. Love, love, love. And, yes, we're also going to chat about what to do to your skin pre and post these in-clinic treatments, which can sometimes be just as important, if not more, than the treatment itself. So Mm -hmm. can't wait to get stuck into that next week. Bye.